Well, thank you everyone for joining this week's episode of Mortgage Matters with Chris. We've got a very timely and exciting topic that we're talking about today. This is almost a myth-busting day, Chris. Yes, it is. Um, Chris uh, Galley here with Novus Home Mortgage. You've been in the industry for a little over 25 years, 26 years to be exact. You do this business with your wife, who has also been in the mortgage industry for well over 20 years. Um, so we are excited. I'm excited to learn about this and to hear from you um, on this topic. And uh, so for our audience, unless you lived under a rock in the past week or so, uh, you have probably seen all the headlines about the new um, mortgage pricing or loan level pricing, uh, I think is the official term for it. And it's really become a political issue, Chris. Obviously, yeah. we are going to get into the politics of it. But I just want to read a headline that I saw today earlier um, as I was prepping for this to just kind of show uh, how this like blown up. Um, so I got, you know, a headline on my phone here. It says Senate slams perverse Biden rule forcing people with good credits to subsidize high risk mortgages. And that's like one of a hundreds of headlines that I've seen on this topic. But it go li goes live May 1st, and we're only a couple days away from that. Mm -hmm. So we thought this would be a good time to address it, talk about what it is, what it isn't, and what it means for home buyers. Yeah, and it's a great it's a great topic. And the, these um, the loan level price adjustments have been around for a long time. So it's not like these are new, especially after, you know, they came around after the big crash in 07, 08. And it was basically to mitigate risk for these agencies, which is Fannie and Freddie. Um, so those are the two entities that guarantee a vast majority of most mortgages. So, you know, you have Fannie, Freddie, which this is in regards and well, this, this loan price adjustments are just geared to Fannie and Freddie, these two agencies. So um, if you're talking FHA or any other government type loans, well, they're not affected by this new LLPA or level price adjustments, own level price adjustments. So government loans and then portfolio jumbo um, are not affected by this. So, so it's based on, go can ahead. You can you share with us, what is loan level price adjustment? Like in plain terms, what what does that mean? And how would a borrower, like where would a borrower see that come up? So they don't technically see, it's not out of pocket costs. It gets adjust, there's adjustments to the rates um, internally. So you, you, as a borrower, you don't see that cost, but you end up paying it because it affects your interest rate that you're paying. So for, you know, the loan level price adjustments are based on loan features. And those loan features are this, your credit score. I mean, there's a couple different pieces here. Your credit score affected, your loan to value ratio, how much you're borrowing versus what the property's worth, um, owner versus non-owner occupied homes. And most recently, this, this one wasn't part of it, these adjustments, is now your debt to income ratio. So they added one other layer to it that wasn't on there. So that is another new piece to the loan level um, price adjustments is going to be your debt to income. So just think of it this way, how this affects how those rates get adjusted that you're going to get, you might not see it because it could be like an eighth of a percent built into your rate 
that you're paying that you didn't have to pay before, right? But it's based on something is making that ratio change because of your credit score, could be your loan to value, and it could be you own the house or it's an investment property or a second home, that's going to affect it. And now, again, most recently, it's going to be your debt to income is another layer that's going to affect um, that cost to you or that discount to you, if you will. So um, what type of loans does this new change apply to? So only only, only your Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, your conventional type of loans. This is where this, those are the two agencies that are imposing or that impose these level uh, level price, low level price adjustments. So again, it's not going to affect anyone doing a VA loan or an FHA loan, as well as certain types of jumbo loans or any other specialty programs, for example, like maybe bank statement loans, or maybe you're going through your credit union that has their own portfolio loan. That's not going to affect that. So I think the fear monger, you know, the media's got all this fear pumped in there, just basically saying anyone with good credit is going to pay more. That is not necessarily true. It's it's not. If you have good credit, you're always going. Here's the big picture. Ready for this, guys? This is going to be boom. I, I think you're going to be blown away by this. Regardless, if you have good credit, you are never going to pay more than someone with bad credit. End of story. Does that make sense? So, so that <laughs> back probably does. Saying, well, some people are saying, "Oh, it's by as well have bad credit." Yeah. Us. That's not true. You're always going to pay less if you have good credit. It's just that some of the pricing has changed for people in the in in good credit ranges where the price did go up, but it didn't go up higher than people with bad credit. So that's one thing I've seen in the headlines, like might as well just stop paying your bills or things like right. that. Because why oh, why bother? Folks, keep paying your <laughs> time. Don't be late on your credit. Don't so, run in scores. Okay, so the question then, directly addressing the headlines, will people with good credit really be paying more well, on these types of loans? They will be paying more than they did. And are they oh, subsidizing bad creditors? Subsidizing it, it the, the risk layering. So they will be paying in some in some circumstances. They will be paying more than they were prior to this, but they're not paying more than having bad credit. I want to be clear on that. So some of those lanes that prices have increased, but like having anything else, you go to the grocery store last year and buy a gallon of milk, same gallon of milk. Today, it costs more than it did that. So there are some, in some spots where the price was, uh, let, let me give you, for example. So the effective penalty for having a credit score under 680 is smaller than it was before. So you don't have to pay as much when your score is under 680, but you're still paying. You're still paying more than if you had a 700. It's just that they took off some of that cost. So it still costs, it still always will cost you more to have a lower score. So let me give you an example. If your score was 659 and you're borrowing 75% of your home's value, okay, remember 659 credit score, you're putting 25, there's 25% equity in the loan, there's 75% of the home's value. You'll pay a fee equal to one and a half percent of the loan balance, whereas you would have paid 
no fee if you had a 780 or plus credit score. Okay. That's that's how it is now. So you're gonna pay, you're gonna pay a fee if you have the 659 score. If you have a 780 or better score, you're not gonna have a fee. That's good things, right? Because they made an adjustment, they added some credit score levels that if you have very, very good credit, you're gonna you're gonna benefit from that. So but before these changes, you would have paid two and three quarters of a percent fee on that $300,000 loan. So that's a difference of like $3,500 $3, or $3,750 in closing costs. So with that $659 score before, you would have paid a huge percentage, 2.75 on that versus the one and a half you'll have to pay now. So if you have a 660 score is under a 660 score, you're going to pay less than you did back before May 1st. So on that scenario, Chris, walk us through, I'm going to share my screen because we have a graph here. Um, did I show the graph that has the color codes in it? It's got some color codes. Okay. So that's, that's, this is a good, this is a good map. So it's a lot of numbers here, but Chris, I think you can kind of simplify it for us. Yeah. Um, Tell us what we're looking at here. So if you're looking, I don't know if you can see my cursor. Can you guys see my cursor? No, but I can I can move my cursor. All right. So if where you see on the left of it where the 780 is. So these are the credit scores. That those credit scores weren't on the heat chart on the chart before. It was like a over a 740 and above. So if you look at anything in the green, green and yellow means you're paying less. Okay, then you would have before. Before. So that's not in general, just before. And if you look at the top line, it's how much money you're putting down. So you got 3% down on all the way on the end, 5% down again, 5 to 10% down, 10 to 15%, uh, 15 to 20% down, and so on and so forth. So if you look at anything in the orange and red, right here in the middle, you know, between the 75% loan to value to the 90%, that's where there's some increases in the cost. Now, to be clear, these, the red and green is comparing previous to now. It's not comparing this zone to this zone. And I right. think that's so, where a lot of the confusion is coming. It is. So so if you look at that dark red where it's 75, you know, 75 basis points higher in cost. So that's that's if you're putting 20 to 15% down and you have a 740 to 760. Well, your price went up, you know, 75 basis points on there. Okay. Which is 0.75% on your cost. But still, it's still less than the guy who is, you know, has a 640 score. His charge is less than it was before. However, it's still more than what you're paying. The total that he's paying, which is not Correct. reflected in this chart, is going to be higher. Absolutely. So, realistically speaking, so if we um, just talk in terms of what a majority of people buying homes, uh, we talk a lot about millennials. So this is a great example to look to talk about. Most millennials aren't putting that 20% down. They're putting the three to five percent down, correct. And they're sitting in this greenish territory still. Yep. And I mean, so you're gonna see some increases in your fees on a couple different things. So here's a couple examples. 
of the new things that are applied here to this chart for these uh you know this level of level pricing adjustments loan level pricing adjustments the two different score credit score bands right you have a 760 and a 780 right that 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 those are added that's actually going to be helpful for those people that have those scores because they're going to be paying less than they used to having a 740 or better um there's always a difference also on arm loans which we're not seeing many of those um there's a lot of changes to multi-units, two to four unit properties. So if you're buying an investment property, there's going to be an increase in price. Again, those are riskier loans for these agencies, right? Higher default. So there's a little bit of an added expense, just like everywhere else where we're seeing added expenses. Um, there's also for subordinate financing, those people that are what we would call piggybacking loans with a first and a second on the purchase. There's also a little bit of a changes with that being um, if there's subordinate loans to your first mortgage. Also, there's big increases in fees for anyone who's doing a cash out refi. Okay. Now I have a couple solutions and ideas. So some of the things that we're going to be doing is we're going to be looking at different loan programs. So maybe you're in one of these lanes where the price increases a lot. Maybe we're going to look at a government loan. Maybe we'll look at that FHA loan to see if long-term, you're going to save more money. Maybe we'll look at a portfolio type of a loan program. If you're buying an investment property, maybe we're looking at that route. Maybe we're just doing a straight up jumbo loan instead of trying to put down more money to keep fall within the uh, conventional limits. So we're going to just look, and most hunters are going to start looking a little bit more into each scenario case by case to see where you're going to save the most money. But so this at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I'm going to say this probably 10 times in this thing, in this in the, in our podcast here, is you are not paying more than the guy with a 600 score. You are just paying more based on what you were paying, but it will, you will always pay more with hurting or challenge credit scores. So this is a good, I think, note for realtors and uh, real estate agents in the industry to note that they should not be surprised if they start seeing more of those VA loans or more USDA loans or more FHA loans. Um, I, I I know that, you know, the, the phrase is cash is king, right? And then the next best thing is the conventional. That might not be true moving forward, um, at least this upcoming year. Uh, so I guess a good, good note for real estate agents to be educated for their buyers um, and to help coach their sellers on what are good things to look for. So let me give you another example, another example of, uh, of how the price increases. So let's say you have a 700 credit score, you're putting 20% down, right? And, uh, previously you would have paid an upfront fee equal to one and a quarter percent of the loan amount, which is around 37, 50 on 300,000. Now, if your fee has been raised to 1.375, that total amount on that $300,000 loan today is going to be $41.25. So there's going to be an increase for that just based on that score. Again, not higher than if you had a 620 score, just higher because that's that's the way they adjust it. There's an adjustment for it. Um, now, for the same example, that same borrower that may have a credit score of 780 who puts 3% down, they will pay a fee equal to 0.125 of their loan amount Prior to these fee changes, that same borrower would have paid 
0.75. So because he has a 780 score, that fee is now going to be the difference between 375 and 2250, right? So that guy has a benefit because of his 780 score. So I want to, again, how much more clear can I be? Just because you have good credit, you're not getting penalized. Not everyone's getting penalized or it's not penalized. There's just a fee increase for some of them, but there's a fee increase and there's an, there's an advantage, not an advantage to that person, but there's a fee decrease, which even though it's still more than the guy with the, you know, 700 score, there's a fee decrease for the guy who has lower scores. So maybe a better way to look at it is they aren't penalizing as hard those who don't have the perfect credit as they did prior. They're not penalizing or not penalizing them compared to the good credit person, just them in their own lane. Correct. Makes it a little bit easier, easier yes, for them. That is correct. That is correct. So there is, again, there is some, there is some um, changes. But the debt to income fee changes, they're not going to be coming till August, but they are coming. So even though that change is coming on to top of this, um, and that's going to be looking at people with debt to income ratios over 40%. Yeah. So come come July, we'll be talking more about that. We're going to be talking more so. about that. That's going to be another added change to this ratio that I think is very important for people to, to know and understand. Yeah. Well, Chris, thanks for breaking this down for us uh we're still going to be seeing these headlines uh but that's that's true with all changes and all policy changes there's always misunderstandings and you can't get a whole a whole function of a loan through in one headline right um so thanks for taking the time today to break this down for us yeah so so if you're the person that's buying a home you're in the middle of the road on your credit you're going to be looking to maybe do some of that house hacking and you're thinking of buying a two unit or more and your credit score is below a seven, 700, um, we're most likely gonna find a more cost-effective way for you to purchase your home using an FHA mortgage versus a conventional for right now. So again, we will have solutions and um, you'll still be able to buy the house. There's no, no need to stop paying your bills because it's not gonna save you any more money than before. Um, so keep paying your bills on time, folks. We want you to do that. And please call us with any questions on this. And um, it's not going to affect you the way that you think it's going to. So, so Chris, that's... will you and your team still be advising people on how to get their credit scores up if they're low? Absolutely. So I always look at everyone's credit and, I, and I'll run some simulators to see what we can do. If you're like right on that cusp of, you know, seven, the 720 to 740 to go over 740, and it just takes us a couple of weeks or a tweak or to pay something down, I'll tell you what you have to do because at the end of the day, I want you to get the best rate possible. And, and most lenders out here, we want you to get the best rate possible. So we'll do whatever we can do to help you increase the score if that's our game plan, if we have the time to do that um, based on whatever the purchase is that you're going for or if it's a refi to get some cash out or whatnot. But we'll look at the full picture and we'll make sure that we guide you in the right way to get you the best the best option available for you. Awesome. Well, Chris, thank you so much. For all of our um, listeners who didn't get to see that graph we were talking about, we're going to add a link to the graph into the uh, notes sections on the podcast. And of course, we'll include it in YouTube video. Um, if you 
uh, want to rewatch this um, or watch it in a different way, we always post these on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform. Please don't forget to like and subscribe um, so that you can be notified when the next one drops. Um, and yeah, Chris, we will not be here next week. Yes. Someone's going to be in Israel, gonna which we can, all, we can all be jealous about. <laughs> but yes, we'll be back man. the following week with another topic for you. Um, so, Chris, thank you for the time. You're welcome. Thank you all for tuning in. Please subscribe to my YouTube, to our podcast, my Facebook. Friend me personally on Facebook. Uh, love to love to be part of you and your family. And I look forward to connecting with you all soon. Awesome. Have a wonderful weekend, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye.